0: Ooh, would have thought that at this point, bro, the two guys that punch, each other, punch teammates would get into it and eliminate one of the guys from our matchup against the Warriors. Draymond Green, five-game suspension. Shout-out Blake. Shout-out Dave. Let me know what's up. How do you feel about this, Dave?
1: Well, I knew it. I mean, like, let's just be honest. The writing's been on the wall for a while on this. Uh, we knew for a fact that Draymond Green was fucked. Uh, we knew it. I mean, like, um, when a player comes out of the screen, and he comes into the screen, and then he has his hands around somebody's neck, I, I knew he was in trouble. I, I thought I thought if it was his hands, it would have been a 20-game suspension. But the fact is, maybe a 10-game suspension, the fact is, is that he put him in the chokehold. The second he, was he the- put him in the chokehold, to me, that was warranting a at least a five-game suspension. Uh, the commission went light. That's cool with me, uh, giving him another chance. But five games, I don't think, I don't think Steph's going to be back for at least three games. So we could have a very depleted Warriors team, which sometimes is very scary. What's up, Wyatt?
0: What's up, Wyatt? So let's talk about this. We saw the NBA power rankings come up from ESPN. And the Thunder found themselves in a familiar spot at number 10. There's a couple of yeah. teams that are up above us that maybe we don't agree with.
1: There are some wankers
0: making that, bro. Wankers. All, right, all right. So but in the end, who cares, right? It's early. Like what really matters is like what happens next. In fact, I would rather be underrated at this point in the season than overrated. Because then every limit. time you lose, people are like, ha ha ha, overrated. So let's let's look at it. We've got two games against the Warriors. You think we're gonna be able to get those?
1: Yeah, I I've been I've been a big fan about this this uh five game um um, you know, skid, as you could say, you know, like most of them are away. Um, I, I've been a big advocate of this being the moment to see what's going on. Um, at this point, I think we're what? Uh, Seven and three. Two and oh. Oh, yeah. You know, your trip. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's where we need to be at. You know, like this team is doing some great things. Uh, we've lost one game in the last five games, four games. So um, this team's is just clicking right now. And, and we just got to keep on seeing what they can do. They put away a team that's very young, um, the San Antonio Spurs, and now they have another test to be able to put a team away that's very depleted. Um, if they're able to go out there and crush uh, Golden State for two games, then then we're going to be sitting here, and the whole like just di- dynamic of what's happening in Oklahoma City is going to be much greater than we we can expect because, like, if you look at the rankings even in um Pelton um and some of these other guys that have came out with rankings for rookie of the year, right? Chet is number 1 now. Right? Not only that, but Case and Wallace is is cracking in the top 5 of these these guys' uh, rankings. And that's important because now there's a respect there, right? And then you're seeing Shea averaging 25 plus points a game right now and just doing his thing and and dominating. And then you're seeing Dort do pretty well. You're seeing Josh Giddy have good games here and there. You're seeing J Dub throw some good games in there. Oh, and by the way, Chet is way better than anybody thought he was going to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's the most surprising thing about everybody. Everybody's like making excuses right now that, well, yeah, Chet had a uh, a year in the NBA where he just got to know the Oklahoma City Thunder staff and his spacing and all that stuff in in the Oklahoma City Thunder, you know, locker room type thing. I get that, you know, but also in order for that to happen to Victor, he would have to get injured. And are you saying you guys want Victor to get injured to get that type of, you know, treatment? I don't I don't want to see Victor get injured. I want to see him play. So for me, that's the same thing with Chet. I'd rather have him played last year than be a rookie this year. So for me, this is not a, like, let's throw a, a rock at, at Chet for not being a true rookie. Like, this is exactly what we've been saying all year, is that Victor might have the, the, um, the step up in the beginning of the year. But when it's evident that that Chet is more of a, a better player, more of a round player in the aspect of he can shoot very at a high efficient uh, rate, he can block the ball at a high rate, he can get rebounds at a high rate, like he can do all the things that Victor does. But the difference is, is the motor. And when Chet, you have a motor like Chet, it's different. And that's what's exciting.
0: Boom, you covered a lot of good shit there, dude. I mean, yeah. Chet's making his move at rookie of the year. It was supposed to be the guarantee when you know Victor got drafted. But, you know, Chet's making a race of it. This team, like you mentioned, this um road trip, I mean, it, it looked like it was gonna be tough. Um I, I said lost all the games. I I mean yeah. I said that going into the road <laughs> trip it could happen. Um, but now we got two against the Warriors that don't look as tough. But look, last time we played the the Warriors start put up 20, you know, oh, no, so we, nothing's you easy. Know. Nothing's easy. It's the NBA. They've got so, they've got on so many that- pieces, bro.
1: They've got so many pieces that yeah. are able to step up and have a good game or a couple good games,
0: you know, like they, they've got, they've got enough pieces and that's okay. And then we got the trailblazers to finish off the road trip. So now <laughs> we're looking at it in like these next three the games, blazers. Yeah, they could, all three of them are definitely in that winnable category. I would even say, Go as far as to say, under the current circumstances, they are all like games we should be favored in. And with that, you know, said, like, Hey, we're at a new phase where we have to be able to beat the, te- the teams we should, win the games we should. That'll go a long way. So, yeah, coming back to Oklahoma City, we could be at a spot where we're what, like 13 and three?
1: Um, what, we're seven and four right now? I'm, I'm so, sorry. I don't 10 think and three. we. Can. I meant ten yeah. and three. Um, we're we're seven and four though. Are we seven um, and four? I thought we were seven yeah, and three. Yeah. No, seven and four.
0: All right. Dude, I've been um, saying so seven So we could be three. we could be ten and then. four.
1: I mean, like that's the thing is, I'm I'm cool with ten and four going back to Oklahoma City. Like, um, I don't. I look at these teams that are ahead of us right now, like the Houston Rockets. Um, they're on an amazing winning streak. Um, the Timberwolves they're on an amazing winning streak as well. Um, these teams right here, like it's not a surprise that they flare up like this. And, and win a bunch of games in a row. It's not a surprise to me. It shouldn't be a surprise to anybody either because teams like this typically do very well in the beginning of the season. And then the reality strike hits, and then they're struggling to keep on to that, you know, ninth, eighth, ninth, tenth spot. So that's fine. You know, like, I'm cool with mediocre for those teams right now. So um, I'm looking at this and and the idea of what this team is capable of doing, looking at the teams that are below us and knowing that, this team is is way more capable than anybody's really willing to give them credit for. Because when you bet on a young team, like you're betting on a lot, like you're betting on the fact that they don't have injuries, they don't have this, they don't have this, they don't have a coaching situation on their hands. Like you have so many situations that most of these writers on ES, at ESPN won't be willing to do until Christmas break. After Christmas Mm -hmm. break, when the season gets real. So that's what we're in the midst of right now is that the Oklahoma City Thunder could be have the best winning, uh, best record in the league right now, and they would still be ranked barely in the top five of the NBA teams because people wouldn't respect Mm -hmm. them still. And that's not a problem to me because that just gives you fire, gives you like kindling for what's going on. And my whole thing that I see with this team right now is that that's what they need right? I see Coach D on the sidelines screaming and yelling, getting fired up, calling timeout when the things aren't flowing right, getting in the guys' faces, letting them know what they need to start doing. Like This is a different level than we've seen by Coach D before. This is a different level than we've seen by Shea before because he's playing like he played last season at the end of the year. So what does that mean? That he's going to get that much better at the second half of the year? Fuck yeah, he is. Fuck yes, he is. I'm telling you guys, would it be a shock for me if Shea all of a sudden in the last 20 games of the season puts up some crazy numbers like 40 points a game? Oh, hell no. It wouldn't be surprising at all for me, at all. Yeah. So we are watching this team not just get better right now, but get better continuously. I bet that Josh Giddy puts his 18 points a game, seven rebounds, seven assists, two blocks or two steals, whatever you want to add on there. I bet he does that. At the end of the season and he's putting those games up continuously. I bet J Dub finds a way to add 25 to 30 point games continuously towards the end of the season. And if they're doing that, like what are we talking about? Like we're talking about a loss every 10 games. Yeah. Like, like if our guys are clicking like we think we can. I mean, I didn't talk about Chet there. But I didn't talk about our bench because our bench is getting better. So there's different aspects right now that we're still not seeing this team peak or even close to peaking. And we're seeing these other teams in the West right now peaking, and you're like, oh, no, this is not good. Like, they're start, starting to pull ahead. Yeah, sure. They're a half a game ahead or a game ahead of us. You know, like, they're going on a losing streak. You know, I, I bet my house on it. These teams aren't ready to win. You're going to look back, and you're going to say, the m- moment that, <laughs> that uh, Draymond Green put Rudy Gubert in a, in a headlock, right? And none of uh, Ruby's teammates came to his assistance, telling you right now, it's going to make a difference. It's going to make a difference when they play against them, right? Because Draymond's not going to let that shit go. He'd be like, hey, Ruby, Ruby, where's your teammates now? You know, like, he's never going to let that shit go. It's going to be one of those things that's going to haunt that team, and it's going to be bad for that team. They're not going to get away with it. And if anybody ever did that to my teammate, I would be getting a a game suspension, $25,000 suspension, something as a suspension, because I would never let a teammate get that done to. Just like, whoa, there we go. Draymond Green. He's like, give me a fucking five game suspension. I'm going to make you my bitch for laying your hands on Clay. Like sometimes that needs to happen. And as much as I don't like Draymond Green, I kind of think that this is a moment that Draymond Green. Is going to lose a million dollars and he's gonna be okay with it because people are gonna second guess when they start th- messing around with his players. I you mean, don't seriously. Think he
0: needs anger management courses.
1: Oh, bro, come on! If anybody in the NBA right now needs anger man- management courses, I'll be Grayson Allen, number one, and number two, Draymond Green. And I want to say this: if Draymond Green ever put me in a chokehold, bro, I want to make sure this is clear. I wouldn't what be a would bitch be? and throw my hands up like this. Like ah, I would take my hand, I would secure it onto his ball sack, and I would start pinching his testicles until he started bleeding. Like fuck that shit, bro. You want to get dirty and put me in a headlock? So if somebody
0: had you by the throat. You think pinch. that you could grab his balls?
1: <laughs> Got some long arms, bro.
0: And you? Do you think that if you if you had somebody by
1: the balls, do you think they would not? Dude, I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep, but that yeah. grip isn't going to stop. I mean, that grip is not going to stop, bro. They're going to know every single time they sit down for the next six months, they're going to be like, oh, shit, that fuck that, dude. Fuck that, dude. Oh, my God. Fuck that, dude. All right. Like, seriously. All right. All right. That's All it, I man. Someone's going to sure put they... me to sleep, dude. I'm yeah. grabbing their testicles. I'm going to rip that fucking thing off, bro. I'm not playing that game.
0: Grab them buy the balls and twist. <laughs> Don't let them get away with it, guys. Dude, I'm so pumped up. This season is on, dude, and there's so much happening, and it feels like the gears of the season are just getting started. Um, we're gonna be there live on YouTube. I'm sorry, I'm gonna be there at nine o'clock central. Dave is on the east coast, so way I'm going to sleep, bro. Way early for sleep. him. He gets up at like five, so um, I'll watch the game in the morning. and Come back to you guys, but I'll be there. So if you guys want to make sure I'm not too lonely um i'll see you in the chat on youtube nine o'clock central can't wait pumped up dave you got anything more yeah man i want
1: to say this to anybody that is a josh giddy um not fan right josh giddy trading fan right you guys can go fuck off right josh giddy is the man Josh Giddy is going to deliver us a championship, and by your nonsense and unbelievably wrong way of thinking about who Josh Giddy is on this team, that is not our fault. Go back, look at game film, and recognize that Josh Giddy is the fucking man. We're not trading him. He is in Oklahoma City for life,
0: period. You know, let me ask you, Dave, real quick. How many right, of the Russ, Russ haters admit they used to hate Russ?
1: Oh, bro, most of them do. Really? Most of them do. Remember right. um, how many? How many of the four? Remember Gideon you... Wilkins, bro? Yeah, yeah, Gideon. So uh, our friend Mark and I, we used to have, be friends with this guy from um, Oklahoma City. His name is Gideon, and Gideon hated Russ. I mean, yeah. hated, hated hated Russ. But then he started liking Russ, and then he used to say he used to hate Russ, but now he likes him because that's the way some Oklahoma people are. They're willing okay. to admit how, when they didn't how like many somebody.
0: People will do that with Gideon? You know why? Now, I think that's honestly, different, though. They're going to just different. disappear. They'll just like pretend like they never existed.
1: Yeah. Because how could you look at Josh Giddy and him smile at you and your help, you know, heart not melt? You know what I'm saying? Like you just look at Josh Giddy and you just like you want to like take him and like take him and like put him in your pocket, you know, and pull him out once in a while and just pet him on the head. Like, hi, Josh, how are you? I mean, that's that's spicy with Josh.
0: (laughs) How can you hate that, you guys? How can you hate that? Josh Giddy bobblehead plushie. (laughs) Next five thousand people to get into the Paycom Arena, Dave on Dave. There we go. Real hair. Pumped up. Let's see.